Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Hello and welcome back to Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone, live from WNDB, FM 93.5, AM 11.50. Some of you are listening around the United States, I know for certain right now, on www.newsdaytonabeach.com by choosing the Listen Live option. Others will be listening to it tomorrow on iTunes um, or maybe on the podcast app on your telephone no matter if you're with us live or listening in the archives, we all thank you very much for uh, making a little bit of room in your busy life to talk motorcycles uh, here from Daytona Beach, Florida. I am your host. I'm Barry. Glad to be here. Excited about tonight's show. It's going to be a great show. But first, I'd like to uh, give a great shout out and a huge thank you to two local businesses here in Daytona Beach that are the reason why this show is on the air at WND. That would be. Ross Myers, Harley Davidson, two shops, but really three, uh, one in New Smyrna Beach, one in Daytona Beach up at 95 and US one great shop, huge, fabulous, uh, many vintage motorcycles on display, mainly though, great people, great family owned business, family managed business. Uh, and they treat you like family too. They always have me before any of them knew who I was. Not that I am anybody. Uh, thank you to Ross Myers, Harley Davidson. Can't thank you enough for making this show a reality here on WNDB. And thank you to our friends with Sweet Marley's Bakery and Coffee Shop uh, at a beautiful location down on uh, Beach Street in downtown Daytona Beach. Do you like coffee like I do? I'm a coffee addict, having a great cup right now. And when you're out riding with friends and you want to take a break and just sit and chat a little bit about your ride and you've come back to Daytona or if you're here from out of town, I recommend Sweet Marley's. And while you're there, try their new Cuban coffee. I'm a Cuban coffee freak. When I ride in South Florida, I always drink it, my wife and I. And they have my favorite pastry on hand always, and that is a fruit cup. Uh, it's a, I think they call it a fruit pocket. And it's four, four fruit flavors typically. It's a great recipe. They cook it perfection every time always there so barry shut up and tell him who's on okay i will that's that that was my producer who's on the left shoulder always talking to me uh who's on the show tonight well we're going to talk about sons of speed and i'll go ahead and talk to the people that matter the most first and that would be you wherever you may be if you're listening live we invite you to call in and and call in only if you were at sons of speed uh, published reports have said there were 2,000 people there. I per personally think it looked more like 2,500, but judging crowd sizes, and in, in, in spite of the fact that I've stood in front of 20,000 people and 2,000 people and hundreds of thousands of times, I still can't judge them very well, but I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people there. It was the most successful first-year uh, Bike Week event uh, in my lifetime here in Daytona, all the years I've been coming here. Sons of Speed, if you were there at Sons of Speed, you are invited to call in during this show. I'm not going to promise you we can get you right on the show, 
But I do tell you this, we will work you in somehow. The number to call, 386-239-0033 here at at, uh, WNDB. I'll repeat that slower, 386-239-0033. And you'll talk to Dr. Phil. He'll get your name, talk about where you're from, and you will let him know that you were, in fact, personally at Sons of Speed during Bike Week, and we would like your thoughts as well. Who else is going to be on besides you, perhaps? Oh, and by the way, one caller is going to receive a brand new set of your choice of Dunlop motorcycle tires for any motorcycle in the world, just about, because they make tires for you, Um, and we'll... That's a, that is a Talking Motorcycles giveaway, not a WNDB giveaway. None of the WNDB rules will apply on that. This is something you are doing with Talking Motorcycles, which is an independent show. And uh, Dr. Phil will keep you, uh, if you're chosen, online after I let you go, and you'll get, he'll get your information. I will contact you, and we will get together. So Billy Lane is going to join us. Uh, Billy Lane of the former Choppers, Inc., which still has a major Facebook presence of about some unbelievable 700,000 people follow Billy. And Billy has had a dream and a vision. We're going to talk about that tonight uh, to make Sons of Speed a reality and make it a reality he did. And it was organic. It was grassroots. It was old school. It was old technology. It was something none of us, I think, have ever witnessed uh, before. Board track racing on a banked half-mile oval here in Daytona Beach. I, I still get cold chill bumps on my arm just thinking about what a fun day that was for me and I think all who else is going to be on Buzz Cantor American Iron Magazine is going to join us Buzz was a uh, fierce competitor at Sons of Speed Um, Shelly Rossmeyer is going to be with us uh, here in a little bit she found the podium in her first ever official motorcycle race event I think I'll verify that in a little bit <clears throat> so Shelly's going to join us. We're going to get her side of uh, racing board track bikes on pavement and how she found the victory podium uh, in the third spot, which was really cool. And then uh, Brittany Olson with 20th Century Racing will join us at the bottom of the hour. And Brittany was the winner of the event and classy, classy performance all day long. All these riders were doing things that I find very cool. Uh, we're going to go right to our first caller in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you, and hopefully you're riding. It's, it's raining here in Florida. In fact, if you're anywhere on the eastern seaboard, you're riding in the rain. If you're not riding in the rain, you're not riding this time of year. Uh, my friend Ken Lucius and I rode up. I was master ceremonies at the Springfield Mile, something I've done about, I think it was my 21st time. And I was, they have two a year, otherwise it wouldn't have ever happened. But it was it's such an honor. We honored Nikki Hayden there. And again, one of these days, I promise you, we're going to have a Nikki show, but I'm not ready for that yet. Um, but it's going to be good because we have lots of Nikki stories we're going to bring you. But anyway, we rode up and did the Springfield Mile, rode on over to Lexington, Kentucky to the uh, Red Mile, had a great show there. And coming home, we two laned it. He and I, he was on an R1200 GS BMW. I was on the 2017 um, Harley Davidson Ultra Classic Electroglide Milwaukee eight powered machine. It was in the twisties all day for the first two days, including the Tail of the Dragon in the rain. Rained on us both days. So we were in the twisties in the wet. I am on a fully loaded um, Electroglide Ultra Classic, which I think is the coolest name in all of motorcycling. And there were tar strips all over the road, and we were we were sliding around a little bit, but we were having a lot of fun. Thank you, Harley-Davidson, for the bike, and thank you to Dunlop Motorcycle Tires for providing the um, standard uh, American Elites, which I think are the standard of the heavy touring motorcycle industry. And now, with no further ado, it's time to bring in our first guest, 
been a little longer than I meant to, but see, this should be a two-hour show. I have so many things I want to talk to you about, and I want to talk to you too, so do call in 386-239-0033. Joining us here on WNDB Now on Talking Motorcycles is the great Billy Lane. Billy, how are you, and thank you for calling in. I'm doing well, Barry. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Congrats on Sons of Speed, Billy. It was uh, pretty much a major accomplishment, and uh, I think it shined like a little diamond in the middle of Daytona Bike Week this year. You know, I was so impressed with the turnout and with how um, just how well the event went in general, just with the bikes, the racers, and the crowd response, everything. I mean, how we pulled it all together at the end, um, like at the last minute, which is really how it came together, as you know, and I uh, couldn't be more pleased. It was organic. You know, it was... Um we all got to see board track bikes at New Smyrna. I know that was a vision of yours a long time ago, and you've been working on building motorcycles and, and kind of talking others into not talking anybody really into it, but I think people just got naturally drawn into your sphere and said, hey, I want to do that too. Guys like Buzz Cantor, people like Shelly Rossmeyer, and I say hats off because you had a great bunch of motorcycles. You had some seriously fine riders out there, some first-timers, and uh, probably the biggest crowd that – I would, I'm maybe on a limb here, but I doubt if New Smyrna Speedway has seen a crowd that size in 10 years, maybe. No, the hearts told me that they they never have as long as they've owned it. And wow. uh, so that was, that was great to hear. And like you said, it was a first time event. I, I thought we'd probably have 500 people there. Um, so to have is, you know, four or five times that is uh, certainly an accomplishment. Yeah, it really is. And uh, for you, it was had to be particularly gratifying because you had that dream of building these old pre what 1915 or something motorcycles um you had that dream you had that vision and you you managed to uh well it wasn't it was pre-1925 i think i'm not sure you would you'll tell us but you you know that we're talking no brakes we're talking direct drive motorcycles we're talking motorcycles most people and most great motorcyclists who've been around it forever have never even heard them run we got to hear them and see them wide open. Uh, people riding the wheels off of them out there. I, for you, it had to be gratifying because of the hard work you put into making it happen on the bikes. Very gratifying. I mean, I've been wanting to do this for 15 years, over 15 years, and the timing just really had never been right for one reason or the other until now. And, you know, now people are embracing those old motorcycles and starting, you know, what was once just a, a novelty or a curiosity or a relic now people are realizing you can really make these things run and you know I, I know you and I have talked before when I when I started riding we were riding knuckleheads and panheads because that's all we could afford nobody wanted them and they were considered obsolete junk and you had to be a real rider and a mechanic to know how to operate one and keep it on the road and and the information wasn't out there and you know, now the information's out there on things like knuckleheads and panheads, but on these early bikes, it's still not available. Most people are still intimidated by them, so the, the public is just starting to embrace them. And, you know, it's guys like, um, and, and women who, who, you know, who are interested in the racing that are the ones that are bringing these things back and, and saying, hey, it's not just something that belongs in the pages of a book or behind the rope at a museum. It belongs out on the track and out on the road, and, and I love being a part of that. As you know, the first motorcycle race happened when the second one was built. Right, right. And, Billy, these bikes are from that era. You know, this is when guys just stripped them down and went racing. And that board track era, we, we talked to the fans a great deal out there on race day about 
just how treacherous it was, how many, you know, dozens of people were killed doing it, spectators too. And that's the side of that board track racing that while we don't like it, we never like fatalities in any form of racing and or motorcycling in general, it does add to the uh, intrigue, I believe. And uh, when you think about it, you guys are doing the same thing. You're out there on board track motorcycles and there was some damn good racing going on out there. I mean, people weren't, weren't just putting around, were they? No, and it's what a what a contrast it was on race day versus the practices we had, where you know, we'd go out in the practices and have fun and and toy with each other. But when we got out there on race day, it was taken to a whole nother level, which surprised me because uh, you know I the competitiveness that was out there was great, and the machines run so hard, and and you know um, I think the focus is different when you're out there on the track with a field of racers you have to compete with, uh, uh, and I think you know most people can understand that the tracks. The track's treacherous, but then when there's other bikes on it, it makes it even more so. Yeah, I mean, everybody played it safe. I think everybody played it pretty smart, but everybody raced really hard. I mean, all day long, I don't think there was – I don't know. Do you know of anybody that was um, just pole-putting around, enjoying the process of riding slow? Because what it looked like to me was throttles were pinned. You know, they were wide open pretty much all the way around. By the way, were you lifting at all going into one and three? Were you rolling off the throttle any? Yeah, I was a little bit. Um I, I had to, you know, the bike I was on, I, was, I wasn't I was riding my machine. I was riding uh, my partner's machine, and I had very little experience with it, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to tune that and sort through that machine. Um, you know, I let, I let one of my buddies ride my personal ride so that, we could, so that he could experience it. And, uh, you know, so I was on a machine that wasn't, it was too fast for the track, but was also having some mechanical issues. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't completely happy with it. But, um, you know, ideally you wouldn't have to lift at all. You just go right in full speed. Awesome. Billy, we're going to take our first break in the show. Mr. Buzz Cantor is over in the green room right now with his feet propped up on the desk, having a big glass of wine or something waiting. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he is, but he's mm-hmm. calling in from somewhere on the road maybe. Uh, we're going to take a quick break in the show. But before we do go to break, I just want to tell you that this portion of the Talking Motorcycles program has been brought to you by the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. And if you would like to check out more about the uh, new Milwaukee 8-powered uh, touring line of Harley-Davidson's, there are two options I have for you right now. Right now, as soon as the show ends, can't do it now. After the show, just go to harleydavidson.com, harley-davidson.com or h-d.com, and, uh, and go to the touring motorcycles and check out. Uh, the bike we are riding is the Ultra Classic and it is an amazing motorcycle. The Milwaukee 8 is a fabulous machine. Now, this bike has been in production since 1965 as the Electroglide. Uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of Johnny Come Lately's to the touring world. What I love about the Harley Davidson Electroglide Ultra Classic, it has been refined, tweaked, and honed since 1965 to become what I believe is the finest touring motorcycles in the world, especially two up. However, with deference to all of the other great motorcycles that are available today. My choice is Harley-Davidson. We're going to head to break. And when we come back, we will be joined by American Iron Magazine's Buzz Cantor. And we're going to retain Billy Lane for a good while yet on the show. Get comfortable, everyone. Let's have some fun and talk motorcycles here on WDB. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful, all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? 
Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. This is Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone Radio Show. When friends visit from out of town, we always recommend Racing's North Beachside. At Racing's North Turn, the history of racing on the world's most famous beach comes to life. Live music, fabulous menu choices, oceanfront dining and service you can only receive in a family-owned business managed by people who care about you. Racing's North Turn, it's the place to go at the end of a perfect beach day or motorcycle ride. Voted Florida's best beach bar six years in a row and winner of TripAdvisor's Certificate of Excellence. When you are looking for that perfect lunch or dinner with family and friends while in Daytona Beach, take a short ride down A1A to Ponce Inlet to enjoy dinner and a drink where it all began. Racing's North Turn Beach Bar and Grill. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I bury Boone of Talking Motorcycles recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Welcome back to the show. Riders call home here in Daytona Beach and around America, and for that matter, around the world. Talking Motorcycles is on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB, home of some super great, by the way, talk radio action. I mean, quality radio programming every day here on WNDB. And you can use the Listen Live uh, option on the NewsDaytonaBeach.com app and hear maybe some of your favorite radio hosts are already on WNDB. Wherever you are, you can listen, and we appreciate you listening to this show uh, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. This portion of the program brought to you by the people who I believe are some of the best lifesavers that any of us motorcyclists can have, and that's Clearwater Lights, the ability to see and be seen on our motorcycles is the difference many times in whether we pull it back in the garage wet or cold or hot or whatever, happy from riding. Uh, it's the difference in whether you come home or not. Clearwaterlights.com. Check them out. They're the sponsor of this quarter hour of the show. Back to the show now. We still do have Billy Lane on board. Uh, <clears throat> and we're going to now take a minute and welcome uh, from American Iron Magazine, a man who is well-versed in all things vintage and who had a respectable a day at Sons of Speed. Wrote his heart out. Buzz Cantor, welcome to the show. Well, hi. How are you, Barry? Couldn't be better, my friend. Thank you for taking time to be on with us here tonight on this all-star show of uh, Sons of Speed Riders. It's cool. Well, I got to tell you, when you invited me to do this, I got so excited that I immediately ran out to the garage. Right now, I'm wearing my full race leathers, my boots, my helmet, 
and I'm I'm ready to recreate Sons of Speed with Billy and Shelly and Brittany and you. That's fine. So if, you, if I sound funny, it's because I'm wearing a helmet. Well, Shelly and I have our full face bells on, too. I'm wearing a star. I'm not sure what hers is. We're in our leathers, too, here in studio. And Dr. Phil, our producer, he thought we were whacked out when we came in. I, in fact, for, for real, did ride here tonight in the rain and had a great time doing it. Um, great show out there, Buzz. Um, we're going to talk racing here in a minute. We're going to bring Brittany and Shelly in to join us, I think, early because they're both here. Brittany's in the green room with you, and Shelly's here in the studio with me. But i got to tell you that American Iron Magazine is, is doing a fantastic job um, of recapping what happened. I love how you're doing it in three parts. I, I think that gives people another reason to pick American Iron Magazine up next month. Well, thank you. Um, it's... Uh... It's kind of a, an unusual perspective for the, the editor-in-chief to actually be out on the track himself, and it's an honor for me. Um, the fact that I had to beg and plead Billy to let me into the race um, was, worth, was worth all the energy to, to participate in it. And then I get to share it um, with the people who were there and then the people who weren't there from, a, you know, from an on-track perspective, which I, I know you understand. Are you getting a lot of feedback? I know you, you attend many, many uh, vintage rides and events uh, and you ride to most of them too i know but are you getting feedback on sons of speed from out we there really in the motorcycle are. world we really are um it's a combination of i can't believe you guys did that to how do i get in on this action and um it's when you share the photos of what we did on these bikes with no brakes and no suspension and no clutch and no transmission and tell people that we're doing close to 75 miles an hour down the straightaways inches away from each other, they look at you in total disbelief, and then it turns into awe. And uh, I think, you know, Billy really nailed it with this one. It's, it's, it's captured everyone's imagination, the old people, the young people, the riders, and, and even non-riders. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing event, what he's, he's done here. Agreed. Uh, let's bring Shelley Rossmeyer into the conversation now, too, because uh, Shelley uh, managed to find uh, third place on the podium at the end of the day, which was from, I think, she made her made, made your way in through the last chance qualifier, which is a real story that you get to tell, Shelley. Well, it was definitely an exciting day. I, I feel, as Buzz just said, very honored to be a part of this and to know who I was out there with and having really no experience on a bike like this, let alone on a track. Uh, Billy helped me so much in getting ready just because we had the track in our backyard and he built this machine and allowed me to kind of get on it and, and try what, what I could and it was fun. You had a lot of fans in the stands too. Every time I would say your name there would be uh, I could hear the buzz going on up there. No no pun intended buzz. Um speak <laughs> and speaking of buzz, somebody else had a real buzz going on out there. Brittany Olson won the thing and uh and I thought in a real classy kind of way, especially post race interview, let's bring her into the conversation now too. And and if you will, Doctor Phil, let's open Billy Lane's uh, mic back up too and we'll just get the whole crew on board. Uh Brittany, thank you for taking time out to call us uh here on the show uh thank you for having me on uh barry this is great it is cool get get a chance to do a little bench racing don't we absolutely um we've got shelly now ross meyer on on board we have Brittany olson of 20th century racing on board buzz Cantor of american iron magazine and billy lane the uh man who founded sons of speed and billy i said at victory podium with these 
two very fast young ladies uh, standing right there with me that uh, it may be we the only mistake Billy Lane made was not calling it Daughters of Speed, so I modified <laughs> it and said Sons of Speed. But that had to be a little bit of a surprise when you look back on it to think, wow, two, two chicks just podiumed here in my race, and one of them won it. I'd, I'd let me jump in real quickly. Um, you know, I, right after the okay. race, I had a number of people come up to me and say, man, Buzz, what kind of a racer are you? You got beat by a girl. And I, and I looked him right in the eyes. I said, you're totally wrong. That's not the case. He says, yeah, it was. I saw it. I said, no, I got beat by two girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Billy? Well, everybody uh, knew that Brittany was a real seasoned competitor um, with a seasoned machine. And so it wasn't as big of a surprise to me because I expected her to, to run really hard. I've seen her ride before. So it wasn't a big surprise. And I've been on the track with, with Shelly a lot. Um, you know, I, so I knew how I knew she had a, a strong machine and was a good rider. So it, it's not a big surprise. And I'm actually glad that, um, you know, with what we're doing with Sun to Speed, we're able to introduce it, including women and a younger crowd. I think it's important to introduce those two things into some of these centerpieces of the, what's going to be the next I think phase in motorcycling. I agree and Brittany uh, when you cross the finish line and receive the checkered flag on that 1923 J model Harley board tracker man what what was going through your mind? Um, well the main thing was just to uh, you know just to run a good race be safe you know not uh, not get into an accident and then you know I was I really for me it was you know it was just it was determination. It was, I was determined to go out there and show that, you know, we've been racing these four trackers for a while. We've got dialed in machines out here. And, uh, and I wanted to show everybody what, what the board track class was really all about um, with, with these old machines. And so I felt like that day, my, my bike was running great. I had a really, really uh, good run and, and the heat, I mean, oh my gosh, the race against Josh Moonshiner. That was, that was a cool race. You know, we were neck and neck back and forth. Uh, so just the whole day, I felt I felt like I achieved my goal of showing people that you know we we can race and we can legitimately you know run these bikes as hard as we can, um, and, it, and that it's not just an exhibition; it can be a real race too. Yeah, we all so. felt we were watching a real race for sure. Um, and by the way, you how did your road racing weekend go? I think in New Hampshire this weekend, right? You and Buzz? Yeah, yes. Well, no, I, I didn't make it. Okay. Go ahead, Britt. Yeah. Uh, so for the first time uh, in my life, I got a road race, a hand shift Indian. This is the first time I road race really anything. I mean, normally the only road racing you're going to catch me doing is with the kitty go-karts at the local amusement park. But so it was a great time. I, I was right in the middle of the pack, and I'll have to say Buzz, he was going to go up there, but he put uh, Pete, uh, Pete Minardi on his Indian. And, man, that Indian was really fast. So it was really cool to <laughs> You know, it was really cool to be up there and, and to be with such great people uh, like Doc Batchelor. I have to thank Doc and Maria Batchelor for putting me on one of their sports scouts. But that was it was such an incredible weekend. It, I learned so much, not only about myself, but about my riding capabilities. Uh, you same thing also with the got your road racing too. license the same weekend <laughs> you went out and did your first race. Uh, what was that? You got your road racing license. The day before your very first race, which is pretty impressive. Right. That's right. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> That's really cool, as a matter of fact. We have to go to break time now here in just a moment. Um, and But the fortunate thing is, 
Uh, we have still uh, just shy of half an hour left in the program, so we're going to get we're going to do more bench racing. We're going to talk about Sons of Speed, and uh, we're going to talk with Billy near the end of the show. We're going to get his visions for the future of Sons of Speed because it launched beautifully, and I know there are other plans in the works. So we're going to have Billy talking about that in a little bit. We're going to get race stories from Shelley, and we're going to we're going to hear more and do more bench racing. Hope you're enjoying this this program. I certainly am. Um, it's fun to me that we had a um, had Billy Lane who is here uh who lives here who promoted his first sons of speed here chose to do it here in the middle of bike week and you folks responded in great numbers that's really cool by the way if you want to get in on the fun you are invited to call a little bit later on in the show or anytime you want at 386-239-0033 i invite you to go to the website at clearwaterlights.com and look at the darlas let's say you have a uh, older bike that doesn't produce a whole lot of power in the alternator yet you want to be seen uh, in daytime traffic, uh, and you want to be able to see at night, there is a way. It's a two-inch diameter housing uh, that they call the Darla. It's uh, 2,000 lumens of light in each one of those two that will be mounted on your motorcycle. It is truly a game changer because partly when you're in the cornering, cornering at night, your headlight moves with your handlebars, not the Darlas. They are fixed forward. They light everything in your field of vision. The the I like the lime yellow, though there are other colors, but the lime yellow separates you from traffic. This portion of the show brought to you by Clearwater Lights. We're going to break. We have a lot of exciting guests on board, and we want to give them every minute available. And we want to say thanks to all of you for staying tuned here at FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB for talking motorcycles. This isn't the sound of an engine. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Paired with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Hi, Dave Lang for Racing's Original North Turn, and boy, did we have a ball during Bike Week. Uh, but you know, it's time for the locals to reclaim our town, reclaim our beach, and Racing's North Turn is the perfect stop if you're looking for a good drink, great entertainment, and the best in food. They're right on the beach at Racing's Original North Turn. Rhonda and Walt invite you to come on down to dinner tonight. Here are a couple of testimonials. These are actual testimonials from people who have enjoyed the North Turn. Been there many times, always great food and drinks, great location on the beach. And another, what a great experience. It's my new favorite restaurant in the Daytona Beach area. Racing's original North Turn has been named top 10 beach bar for six years in a row. Racing's original North Turn on South Atlantic Avenue, that's A1A in Ponsonlet, about 3.2 miles south of the Dunlawton Bridge and A1A intersection. It's Racing's original North Turn, a restaurant, museum, bar, gift shop, live music. That's Racing's North Turn. And we do welcome you back to the show, Riders Call Home, here on WNDB. We're happy to have Buzz Cantor, American Iron Magazine, with us. We are very thankful to have Billy Lane with us, Brittany Olson, and Shelly Rossmeyer in studio from Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson stores, and uh, glad to have all on board. Billy Lane, um, what was the highlight of Sons of Speed for you? If, if you could narrow it down to that one thing that you're going to keep in your heart forever that was just 
the best? What what would it be? Can you do it? I mean, I gotta say the biggest highlight for me was really was Brittany's heat where her and Josh Owens were racing so hard. I mean, that really brought it all alive for me. Um, I sat I sat there in turn four and just watched, you know, as riveted. And I think everybody else was too. So um I mean the everything about it was exciting, but that was definitely the highlight for me watching those two. I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen, and um, there was so many little nuances that happened in that in that heat that uh, it was. I mean, it's be forever burned in my mind. Uh, all right, how about that, um, Brittany? Tell us briefly your take on that race. Yeah, and that was that was an interesting race. Uh, you know, I did, I always go into racing without having any sort of expectations. Uh, my, I know my bike was running really nice really clean really hard uh and i i just look out of the corner of my eye and that's the thing you know in racing you never look behind you you always look in front of you because you want to remain consistent you don't want to get off your own groove and i just i could hear and then out of the corner of my eye i can see this front tire and my immediate reaction was what in the world is like you know i'm out here what's going on and and so uh and then you know he, he his line was you know a bit different than my line so you know to to get into the, the rhythm of, okay, now we're running and we're racing together. Um, I had to really rely on my training and practice with my racing coach, Jim Wall, and we can successfully run, you know, next to each other. And I don't have that fear anymore um, as when I first started. So, so to be with someone who I've, you know, right next to someone who I've never rode next to, I don't know, you know, I don't know their line. They don't know my line. It was a really interesting race and it was a lot of fun. It really, you know, at at the end when that when the checker flag of the heat came out, you know, it it, it was well deserved. I felt really honored to win that one too because it was it was a good, really close race the whole time. It definitely was a lot of fun. It definitely is more exciting to win a hard fought battle. It's just more rewarding it no is. matter what. And and it is also very alarming sometimes when you're up there thinking you've got the whole world to yourself and somebody shows you a wheel on the inside or whatever. It's like, oh my God, where'd they come from, Shelly? You. You came from the last chance qualifier, um, basically had to earn your way into the main event the hard way. Tell us about that race and then your thoughts immediately after that race, knowing you had qualified for the main. Well, the the first race was really surprising because Matt Harris came flying out of kind of the runway and I had no idea he was even on the track at that point. So that was the, like Brittany said, that freaky moment when you're like, holy crap, where did he come from? And then that was, and then we went into the second race, which was kind of my, I kind of felt like I was racing myself. That was when people started breaking down, which is, we all know that's, that's racing, it it's right? Attrition, right? And then the last race, there was a whole bunch of us in there, but it just kind of fizzled out. And I had, that was an interesting race because I thought I had, broken down because I hit my grip and it stalled me and then I kind of restarted and as we know it just took a little ways to, to get, get going, going. Yeah. and then it was it I was doing as fast as I could possibly do on that motorcycle just focused <laughs> on, you're in the moment no, riding a motorcycle to me is the most in the moment that a human being can just about be and that mm -hmm. circumstance you're really in the present moment when you're riding on a racetrack like New Smyrna 
Yes. And I had only had practice with Billy, of course, and a few other guys that, you know, we were all kind of doing our own thing. And so by having other people out there on the track with you, it was obviously very exciting. And and Billy, I watched you throughout the day and uh, all day and all week, some when I got a chance to be around where you were and what you were doing. And everybody was looking to you for guidance on their old motorcycles and their carburation and their gearing and all that stuff. And yet you had media everywhere wanting to chat with you. I mean, I got to tell you something. I, I believe you slept pretty well that night. <laughs> I slept so good. I hadn't slept in two weeks. I mean, I basically worked. I had a around the clock for two weeks and I had a shop full of, you know, guys and they're helping me. I mean, we worked incessantly and, um, you know, eight of the 12 machines on that track, I either built or um, partially built. So, uh, you know, it, I had my hands full there, and, and most of the riders hadn't really ridden, and they had no zero or very little seat time on those bikes. So I was trying to, you know, coach them and, you know, um, be a crew chief and be a mechanic to everybody and loan people parts and tools and everything else. It was overwhelming, but um, worth every second of it. And, Buzz, when, um, when I really think about, you know, you and, again, all the great coverage pre, pre-race and post-race, you know, from – as a rider, you have to have a – it had to give you some – well, what am I really trying to ask you? As a motorcyclist, as a guy racing motorcycles, that whole day was probably a little bit surreal for you too. You'd never done anything like that, had you? I hadn't. Um, the funny thing is I'd raced in 1915 Harley across the United States on the, the first motorcycle cannonball, but it's a totally different experience. You're asking, you know, what the highlights and the – I had two highlights. One was passing Billy on the last lap, the first heat race for the win, after following him for four laps. And the other highlight was Shelley doing the exact same thing to me that I did to Billy in the final heat, in the finals. And I was feeling really good about smoking Billy. You know, I, I love him. He's a great guy, but it really felt good getting past him. And it felt equally crazy when Shelley did the exact same thing to me at the exact same point on the final race. I was chasing you. I, 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 <laughs> no, you passed me. You caught me. You passed me. Sometimes. It was, um, it's amazing, to, to Brittany's point, to be out on the track. You do focus forward. You're figuring out where's my line, where's my angle, where do I let off the throttle, where do I not? And all of a sudden, your focus, your concentration snapped. When some wheel pulls up into the side of your vision, I'm well, thinking, okay, what, what does that mean? What do I have to do? And it totally uh, changes your focus. Yeah. But, but before I, I get off, i got to say, Barry, you're, you're giving the, the praise to Billy and his crew. You're giving the praise to the racers, and it's all real. But take a little for yourself. You helped right. organize the starters, the corner workers, the timers. You brought organization to an event that that really would not have worked as well without it. So, Barry, hats off to you. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. Th- thank you much. You know, I I know what you really liked were the broomstick uh, broomsticks with the red towels yeah. on them we used for red flags. <laughs> yep. That's what you're really the saying. Corner workers, yeah. And to me, that is the um, perfect thing for sons of speed a couple of four broomsticks with red towels on them and while okay so thank you for that and i'll go ahead now and i'm going to share a little of that too because i ask a few close friends will you come help us with this race i i don't have any idea what to expect when we walk in the gate and and those people were norm nelson um 
Van mm-hmm. Singley. Um, yep. Oh, why did I start naming names? Because I'm going to forget. Billy, you can help me, too, with some of those people behind the scenes that really helped us make it happen. Chuck, and it goes on and Cindy on. Cindy really. McLean. Yep. Cindy yeah, McLean. Chuck, uh, Schmidt. Um, Marina Dave Alley. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. David Morrill. That's another good one. It's, but it was, it was old-style, old-time club racing. Totally. Everybody yes. pitched mm-hmm. in without you know saying what's in it for me they all wanted to see it succeed and they all did whatever i mean with billy taking the lead and everyone following his example and billy it was pretty cool in our in our brief riders briefing um the guys were the riders guys and ladies were having questions about how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that and you would look at me and i would look at you and basically i just turned it back on them and said okay this is old school this is how it would have happened in 1915 out in the field what do you guys want to do here you can do this this or this and and it was real simple everybody knew what they wanted to do and there was a great spirit of cooperation i think everybody knew from the beginning of the day that this was something very very special we were about to do yeah there was definitely a magic in the air about it and like you said at the beginning of the conversation it was organic and i mean um you know, everybody played, every every individual played a key role in it. I mean, Shelly and Buzz were two of my earliest supporters, and Brittany such a, had become such a great ambassador for what was happening. And, I mean, my, my wife and her family and a bunch of our personal friends helped, you know, get people in the gates. And, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was wonderful and fantastic, and, and it was great. And, I mean, I think it's a special was a special event to be very hard to to duplicate but we're damn sure going to try uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment that's a perfect segue to go to break real quick um and before we do and, and please, you know it's really cool we've got another whole segment left to talk about this so i'll make this part brief so as not to rob valuable um minutes from our last segment but i just have to tell you that when we talked about this portion of the show being brought to you by Dunlop uh, Motorcycle Tires, the reason I'm excited about that is because, again, the ride in the twisties up in the Smoky Mountains and the North Georgia Mountains on the fully loaded Ultra, the American Elite proved to me that it is a fabulous tire for any heavy touring motorcycle. The neat thing is it has all their good technologies. It has multi-tread technology, so the rear tire, the center of it is a real firm compound that's going to give you some people are reporting, I'm not promising you this, though, I have 12,000 miles on the American Elites that came stock on the Ultra. They look fabulous. Guys are getting 16,000, 18,000 out of those rear tires. Pretty impressive long-wearing compound in the center with a softer lateral grip compound on the shoulder. So when you roll up in that corner and you've got your maybe your significant other riding with you that trusts you, or you don't, you just want to be safe. When you roll in that corner, you realize when you roll off that center compound, you're on a stickier compound, wet or dry. Believe me, the American Elite is the premier aftermarket choice, not only for Harley-Davidson riders, but anyone on a heavy touring motorcycle that will deliver extended tread wear and absolutely fabulous traction in the wet or dry. I ask a lot of those American Elites, and they delivered. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with much more on the show. Featuring Billy Lane, Brittany Olson, Buzz Cantor, and Shelley Rossmeyer. I'm Barry Boone, your host. We'll see you in a minute.
Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked goods are made fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked, made from scratch English muffins, fresh roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. Welcome back to the show. Talking Motorcycles is on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. And this portion of the show brought to you by Bell Power Sports. And all I'm going to say about that for the rest of the show is this. Um, my go-to helmet when I'm in serious riding mode is a the new Bell Star, which is only $449. It is a great price on a quality full-face helmet. And if I'm touring, the Mag 9 is my helmet of choice. Flows a lot of air. It's an open-face helmet. It has a, a drop-down inside sun visor. And the Cena S10S that we use for Bluetooth for telephone and all the other communications and turn by turn and all that, uh, it fits right in. It's made for it. The Bell Mag 9. It's made for a Cena 10S. Check it out uh, online uh, and, and to maybe go by just try one on somewhere. It's a pretty cool helmet. Back to the show, back to Billy Lane, Buzz Cantor of American Iron Magazine, Brittany Olson of 20th Century Racing, and Shelly Rossmeyer here with us. We've got a few minutes left in the program. And uh, first of all, uh, Billy, let's go to you again, because what I want to know is now, how do you follow up on uh, a, a successful first Sons of Speed? Now what is your plan? Well, we're going to race uh, August 10th in Sturgis. Uh, we have a field of 10 for that event, which is going to be uh, – Four Indians, five Harley Davidsons, and uh, I'll be on my Perry Mac racer. Um, and then we're going to race again at New Smyrna Speedway um, in October during Daytona Biketoberfest. And then next March we'll be back again for uh, for next year's races. Oh, that sounds great. We'll have to get you back on before Biketoberfest and talk about that. So you'll be on dirt, you and your uh, crew of riders out there in Sturgis, right? Tell us where yes. that is exactly. That's right. We're racing out there. Uh, at the um, it used to be the Broken Spoke Saloon, and now now it's uh, Michael Ballard's Full Throttle Saloon, and they have a little third of a mile track out there, and it is dirt, but they're banking it really hard. Um, we're trying to get it upwards of 30 degrees, and they're going to put clay on the surface, so it's a real, be a real hard pack surface, uh, almost like being on asphalt, and um, so it'll be true banked banked surface racing, not not flat track racing. You know, it's kind of it's a big difference, and I. You know, I've been wanting to differentiate those things for sure with this racing because it changes the whole the whole dynamic of it. Well, and the many of those one mile long <clears throat> and half mile long board tracks had a, a a huge degree of banking in them. So in in effect, really, you're going back to the future. Right, and that's always been been my goal was to go back as, as far back as possible, keep it as traditional as possible. Um, you know, really try and mimic what they were doing a century ago. Do you? Um you said 15 years. I mean, that's a long time to carry a dream and a vision around. Um, 
So now that you've had your first one and it's obviously off to a flying start and you've got Sturgis scheduled, you've got Biketoberfest scheduled again back at New Smyrna Speedway, um, are you finding that people are calling you and contacting you going, hey, how can I enter? How do I get involved in that? I mean, I would think it's created much interest amongst the vintage scene. It definitely has. Every, everybody wants to find out more about it. Everybody wants to get involved. You know, the machines are really the limiting factor, which is why I handmade so many of them. Um, but, yeah, everybody wants to get in, and the people who are ready, and now everybody wants, everybody's chasing Brittany. So, <laughs> so uh, everybody wants to build faster engines. We got some, uh, some of the Harleys are going with the Ricardo replica cylinders and the bigger cams and eight-valve overhead valve Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, Here we go. going crazy. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Brittany, she has got a pretty big target on her back. Yes, she so, does, you know. Buzz. Uh, Brittany, your plan for Sturgis, I know you've got a – won't you give us the one-minute Reader's Digest version of what all you personally are doing during Sturgis? I know it's a lot. Absolutely. Well, there is the American Flat Track Race at the Buffalo Ship, so that's awesome, cool new TT track. Uh, so people, everybody, go to that race. And the – Half mile, American Flat Track half mile, so definitely support the pros. Uh, but as for myself, I'm organizing a board track race on the half mile, the historical half mile where the rally first started, uh, right there in the city of Sturgis on Monday, August 7th. That's the kickoff to the Spirit of Sturgis Vintage Motorcycle Festival. There's a vintage bike show following that uh, right there at the fairgrounds. Food, music, good times, beers, so it's going to be a great time there. Uh, Tuesday, we're hosting gypsy tours to the pro races there's going to be a gravel road tour if you want to ride your bike your old bike on gravel road if you want to avoid traffic then there's going to be a paved route if you want to enjoy a nice paved route uh wednesday is the sturgis motorcycle museum's hall of fame breakfast so we'll be going there supporting that and part of the uh part of the fun is doing a gypsy tour through wyoming after that leaving deadwood so that's going to be a really cool thing uh thursday we have the hot rod drags going on uh, it's going to be similar to a race with gentlemen. So it'll be hot rod drags at the half mile right there in front of the grandstands and uh, vintage bike uh, drags as well. So, and then Friday, we just, we have a, oh, there goes my phone. <laughs> but Friday, we have a, a veterans meet uh, there at the Indian dealership in Sturgis, Indian Motorcycle Sturgis. So that was a great time last year, and I can't wait to do it again this year. You've been going big guns um, lately, traveling, getting a lot of windshield time, going to to events. Congrats on being becoming such a great ambassador you know for the sport i mean i think it's really cool speaking of um race of gentlemen uh, i'd like to say congrats to harley davidson museum they now are kicking off their race of gentlemen at the intersection of speed and style june the 16th through september 4th that's a great thing for you to do if you haven't done so shelly um one thing i want to real quick get you give get you in here to talk a little bit about your dealership uh, first of all i have always valued the service we all get out there and the how we're treated like family but one thing that's blowing me away right now is how many events you guys are having on a just regular basis it's just on well we have to kind of create create the those events because a place for people to get on their bike and ride to and so we're constantly working at doing different things and having different events that will attract different types of people but i love it it's always fun and you know the summer is here as we know, Summer of Love concert series. We're doing be Summer of Love. We're also that's kind of just a themed, you know, event to kind of just keep everyone flowing. But as you know, people like to park their bikes because it's raining, or they like to put them in the garage because it's hot. So we just gotta 
Keep everyone on their motorcycles. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Get them out right. and ride. And again, we live in Florida. It rains a part of life. You just got to keep rolling. And yes. maybe we need to have a show on riding gear soon. That Probably that's something I'm remiss in not doing. But most of this audience, I know from experience, uh, know a lot about that. So I don't really have to teach anybody anything. It's a pretty upscale crowd that loves to ride. And by the way, you can find, we've, this is about our 151st or second show. They're uh, out there. You can subscribe on iTunes or you can go to your app on your iPhone has a podcast app. You may not know that. You just search for it, click on the biggest logo and hit subscribe and boom, all 151 shows will be there for you to listen to anytime you want. We, we've we been in business a long time and we're business is good from the standpoint that all we really do is have fun talking about motorcycles and the people that power the sport like this all-star panel here tonight. It's really cool. Um, I want to go back to Buzz. Uh, Buzz, what's in your immediate future coming up for rides and events? Wow. Um, I always seem to have something going on. Uh, I was hoping to be racing with Brittany this last weekend, but I had uh, some family issues I had to deal with. Uh, fortunately, it's all worked out, but I, I wasn't able to race with her. Um, I've just been invited to race out in Pennsylvania at Coatesville, where they do a vintage car and motorcycle race on the street, so that's going to be fun. And I've got to tell you, it's, um, I'm really looking forward to more Sons of Speed stuff. Uh, I will not be able to attend uh, Sturgis. But for Biketoberfest, I'm going to try to warm up my bike a little bit more and uh, get in front of uh, Shelly a little bit uh, if I can. I, I don't think I'll be able to catch Brittany, but, but my goal is, uh, Shelly, uh, I'm, I'm putting you on notice. I'm, if you're going to pass me, you're going to have to earn it. You got it. I yeah. will definitely and, um, make sure my motorcycle is really fast. We've got about. Yeah, a- I suspected that was going to be. <laughs> even if I didn't say anything here tonight, we've only got about a minute and a half left. And Billy, I just want to ask you about your race with Buzz. You were, you were. If my memory replays work, and you were going in real high up in turn one, and then diving down the banking towards the uh, apex of the corner, Buzz was going in low and working his way up. Was that? Were you trying to get more speed, or was that just where the bike worked for you? And, and tell us about that, just real quick. That's really how my riding style and, and uh, with the machines I've been riding um, fit best to that track. But you know, I, I started. I was having mechanical issues uh, the, pretty much the whole time I was out there, and it was also a way for me to kind of um, hog hog those curves so that I couldn't be passed. I, you know, like was said earlier, it's hard to tell who's behind you. And you don't you don't really know until they're right there on you. So it was my way of kind of making my line clear to anybody who wanted to come around. I was you know I wanted to win a few heats myself. Um, so uh, that was really my strategy was to, to pick my best line and stick with it and let everybody know that that's how I'm riding. All right, really cool. Uh, we're, we're about 30 seconds away. Let me just say real quick, thank you, Buzz. Thank you for calling in. Ride hard, ride safe, and have fun, buddy. Thank you. And Brittany Olson, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to be on the show with us tonight. Loved it. Absolutely. Thank you, Kylie Berry, and thank you so much, Buzz and Shelly. And uh, thank you so much, Billy, for putting on that race. It was a blast. And thank you, Shelly Rossmeyer, for being our guest in studio tonight. And we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you. Bye, you guys. Billy Lane, thank you. Thanks for being here and sharing all the stories. Wish we'd had three hours. I know we could have filled it. Sure, Barry. And my thanks to all of you as well. All right. Billy Lane, Buzz Cantor, Brittany Olson, Shelly Rossmeyer, and Barry Boone saying good night. Ride hard. Ride safe. Have fun. Get out there and do rain. It's not going to hurt you. Just have fun with it. Roll with it. It's part of motorcycling. Have fun, everybody. Get out there and tour. See you next Wednesday at 7 p.m. here on WNDB. I'm Barry Boone. Goodbye. Goodbye.